Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of my pillow, here to tell you about my Giza Dream bed sheets. I made sure that they would be everything you'd ever want in a sheet set. I started with the world's finest cotton called Giza. It's only grown in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all meet. The long staple cotton makes my Giza Dream sheets ultra soft and durable. They come with extra wide pillowcases to fit over any pillow and extra deep pockets to fit over any mattress. Not only that, they come with my 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. And now you can get the best sheets ever for the best price ever. When you buy one of my Giza Dream bed sheet sets, you'll get another one absolutely free. I personally guarantee that they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials for the buy one Get one free offer on Giza Sheets. All you got to do, Renegade Nation, is enter the promo code RENEGADE or call 1-800-889-6817 for these great specials. That's 1-800-889-6817. Use the promo code RENEGADE. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. All right, so the Democrats are now coming out and saying, oh, we can take off the masks. We don't need the vaccine mandates after pushing for it for years. And they're being celebrated and, oh, it's so great. And now they admit, yeah, we're changing the definition of vaccine to fit these new experimental injections. And we're pretty much flip-flopping and changing everything. The science is settled, and now we're settling it again because it's political science, not actual science. And so I feel bad having to show you this because I can't stand this woman, but it's just another example of how the mainstream media has been flip-flopping on everything when it comes to COVID. And so here is the former head of Planned Parenthood talking about masks and vaccines in one way and then flip-flopping and talking about them in another way. Federal mask mandate. Yeah, at this point, there absolutely should be that mandate because we know that if all of us wear masks, we reduce the chance of transmitting or acquiring COVID-19 by five times. There is a real danger when we politicize science. That public trust is broken when we are politicizing science instead of following scientific process. My kids are not eligible to be vaccinated. It's not that I don't want them to be vaccinated. It's that they can't be. And I do really worry. I mean, I have an almost four-year-old and a one-year-old. I cannot wait until they're eligible to receive the vaccine. I think until then, mask wearing for kids, especially if we are living in high transmission areas, is still going to be important. And what we really need to do at this point is to make vaccination the easy choice. It needs to be hard for people to remain unvaccinated. I mean, we wouldn't imagine bringing together 20, 30 unvaccinated adults, putting them in a single room together the entire day and have them not wear masks. Why would we say that that's okay for our children? Travel and having the right to travel in our state, it's not a constitutional right as far as I'm, as far as I know, to, um, to, to, uh, to board a plane. And so saying that if you want to stay unvaccinated, that's your choice. But if you want to travel, you better go get that vaccine. 
I agree that masks are a very powerful layer of protection, but it's one layer. And if we have so many other layers that are present, masking may be one that could go away. But we are nowhere near that yet. And I think what we really need to do is get the vaccines authorized for children as soon as that's possible. There is no evidence whatsoever for any other vaccine causing long-term consequences. We really should be a lot more worried about the virus and the short-term as well as long-term consequences on our children as opposed to the vaccine. Make sure that you're wearing a, um, a mask, even though it's outdoors, if there are lots of people packed around you wearing a three-ply surgical mask, don't wear a cloth mask. Cloth masks are little more than facial decorations. There actually is a harm that we should be discussing of children continuing to mask. We should also be intellectually honest and say that masking has had a cost, especially for the youngest learners. So the risk benefit calculation has really changed. I'm the mom of two little kids under five. I can't wait until they are vaccinated, but I would wait until we find that the vaccines are safe and effective. And I'm not sure that we can say that at the moment because we just don't have the data. But I also think that other parents would want to wait until we know that three doses will produce the intended effect. I'm not saying, I don't think anyone really is saying that no one should ever wear masks, but rather that the responsibility should shift from a government mandate imposed from the state or the local district of the school. Rather, it should shift to an individual responsibility by the family. What a ghoul. What an absolute ghoulish creature. But imagine you're CNN and you're looking for new on-air contributors and you say, oh, former head of Planned Parenthood is uh, looking for a job. Let's bring her in. Yeah. You see the joy, the fulfillment she gets out of those segments from last year where she's like, We're going to mask the kids. We're going to mask the kids. We're going to inject the kids. We're going to lock the kids down. Yeah. Yeah. There's something there. There's something behind that. We can sense it. We can see it. But, oh, now all of a sudden, oh, oh, she's anti-mask now. She's anti-vaccine for kids now. She's anti-government mandates now. What changed, doctor? What changed, Dr. Lena Wen? Did the millions of souls of aborted babies change your mind? Ladies and gentlemen, it is Thursday, February 10th, 2022. This is the InfoWars War Room brought to you by InfoWarsStore.com. And today's episode powered by BrainForce Plus. My favorite nootropic to take before I go on air so that I can have focus and energy for three hours of content for you. BrainForce Plus exclusively available at InfoWarsStore.com. Here's what we have coming up today. I've got about six or seven videos, some of the latest videos from Ottawa and Canada with the Freedom Convoy. And the big development there is that police are now everywhere. Police are now everywhere in Ottawa, some in unmarked vehicles and street clothes. Um, 
the Royal Mounted Police are around too. I mean, it's just it's just crazy the police presence that we're seeing in some of these videos. And yes, now they're not just confiscating the gas cans. Now they're confiscating firewood because, you know, Canadians like to stay heated when the temperatures are in the negative degrees. They like to have a fire so they don't freeze to death. And so the cops are making sure that they can't do that because it's all about unity and it's all about the people coming together and helping one another. Yes. So we'll have all those updates. And it's not just Canada that's standing up against the COVID tyranny, the Great Reset. Canada does have the focus of the world right now and the media right now. But there's a lot happening in New Zealand as well, Australia as well, and even right here in the United States. Even though our Democrat Party tyrants are starting to loosen their grip on our necks and thinking about stopping some of the mandates. So we'll have that coming up. I've got some political developments with the Biden administration, what they're up to. It's not good. We've got the continuation of the crime surge. Oh, my. Mm-mm-mm. I've got two local news reports. One from Texas, one from Illinois. Where high school basketball players collapse on the court and die. Now, we don't at this time at least know their vaccine status, but uh, I've been playing basketball my whole life. I've been following basketball my whole life. I've been covered basketball for the media. I've never heard of one high school student dying after falling over on the court, let alone two in the same day. Never heard of that. And they're not alone. This is now dozens of high school athletes. And see, there becomes this issue where people that want to appear neutral or people that don't want to commit to any political side of the aisle or whatever just can't be honest about what's going on. And so they won't even ask the question or they'll consider it asinine to make an assumption or an insinuation that this might have to do with the vaccine, that these students were vaccinated and that's why they fell over due to a heart problem or some other problem and then eventually died. Because there's obviously an anomaly here. There's obviously something happening here. This is not normal. So it's not so it's perfectly fine to question that. But I noticed that commentators and members of the media that want to remain neutral and don't want to have any takes that commit them to either side will say, oh, I'm not going to be in the vaccine loon cult of the vaccine's bad no matter what, and every death now is from the vaccine. Well, no, you don't have to do that, but let's not let your commitment to trying to stay centrist or neutral dilute your view of reality here. So again, I've never heard of a high school basketball player dying on the on the on the court, let alone two in the same day. 
Now, what, what, what's going on that could possibly cause something like that? It's the vaccine. That is a perfectly reasonable, not extreme thing to say. That is normal. That is common sense. That is cause and effect. But see, because there's so much hesitancy that it's considered anti-vax or far-right or conspiracy theorists to question the vaccine now or question the medical establishment now, People won't even do it when it couldn't be clearer if it smacked them right in the face. And sadly, maybe it will with the vaccine injuries continuing and the pushes for the inoculations and the injections continuing. So I've got that stack of news. I've got some cultural news as well. And we've got Leo Zagami today in the second hour, so at 4 o'clock p.m. Central Time. But you know what? I forgot to send this video to the crew, and that's okay. Because actually probably, you know what? It's okay, guys, because I'm going to end up covering it next week with this guest. But here's the really tough bite of reality that people are going to have to take and swallow. And I understand why people have been avoiding it, or I understand why it's, you know, you don't think it's going to taste good, and so you just don't want to deal with it. But it it just needs to be understood. I mean, everybody can see something is wrong on this planet. Humanity is not going in the right direction. We're not properly utilizing all the advancements we've made in technology and communication and travel and everything else to uplift and expand the human consciousness. No, instead it's being used to contract and attack and enslave the human consciousness. Everybody sees the increase in the crimes and everybody sees the government tyranny and in the lies of the media But the understanding needs to be that this is not, these are not one-offs. These are not all separate circumstances. These are not all separate events that are happening without any connection to the other. They're all connected. It's all by design. And it's a hard thing to really break down and understand and explain. And that's why the natural instincts or or just just experiencing it is really the strongest awakening or red pill process. So, yeah, people having their lives affected by the COVID tyranny has been a major red pill. People knowing friends and family that have had failed, that, that either the vaccine failed them and they got really sick and ended up in the hospital or, God forbid, died from a vaccine side effect, people, people are seeing that in real time. People are just confused and befuddled at how their cities are being turned over to criminals as the Democrats launch a war on police and then the Biden administration announces $30 million for crack pipes, which I guess is just a drop in the bucket. Today, the Biden administration is going to be sending $250 million to foreign aid in the Middle East. You know, another example is look at look at the Super Bowl security. 
Look at the Super Bowl security that's coming up for this weekend. And, and just ask yourself, why? Why do we have all of this security? What is the big threat? Well, then you start to process it and you say, okay, well, when did the security at the Super Bowl get that big? Okay, it was after September 11th. What was September 11th? Okay, it was supposed to be radical Muslims attacking us. So I guess we have the security at the Super Bowl in case a radical Muslim might bomb it. Does that make sense? Do you believe that? Is that the reality of our situation here? Something very rare is going on, and it ends in just three days as of the time I'm taping this announcement on Thursday afternoon. Coming up this Monday, the biggest sale in four years of high-quality storable foods at preparewithalex.com will end. That's 25% off already the lowest prices you're going to find on high-quality storable food at InfoWarsStore.com. Again, you can go to preparewithalex.com or InfoWarsStore.com, and it takes you to the same place. 50% off as well on super high-quality products like X3, the Deep Earth Crystal Iodine. That sale is going on as well. It doesn't end on Monday. It'll end in a few weeks, but we're almost sold out of the product. Everybody needs to have storable food to be prepared, so become self-sufficient now with the best high-quality food at the lowest prices at InfoWarsStore.com. A riotous mob. Whether they were present that day or were otherwise criminally responsible for the assault on our democracy. Insurrections. We will follow the facts wherever they lead. Domestic terrorists. The days of independent media are numbered. The government has made it illegal to oppose them. They are now debanking us behind the scenes. They want to bankrupt us and make us go away quietly. With practically half the population wanting to lock the unvaccinated up in camps, the traitors know they can shut us down by force. But that would accelerate the awakening exponentially. So be it. Make them silence us by force. This is the final battle of the information war. Give now. Buy products. Donate. Before everything changes. We need you to carry us through to the end. Victory or death. Go now to InfoWarsStore.com. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. All right, I want to show you some of the latest sights and sounds from the Freedom Convoy in Ottawa right now that has the world's attention for good reason. It's, I would say, the number one resistance right now to the Great Reset medical tyranny is what the Freedom Convoy is currently doing in Ottawa. And so, of course, the media is lying about them. Trudeau is lying about them. That's just par for the course at this point. Uh, where to begin here. Let's start with this in clip six. Here's some of the evil freedom convoy activists. Guys, you can just roll the B-roll right now. Here's some of these evil, racist, bigots that Justin Trudeau is telling you to hate so much. Here they are shoveling the snow again. They've been shoveling the streets, shoveling the sidewalks, shoveling the snow out of people's way, out of driver's way. Since they've been out there, such evil, such hatred, such bigotry. Oh, the nerve of the Freedom Convoy to 
keep the streets clean, not only of all the crime that's disappeared since they got there, but of the dirty snow on the sidewalks and the streets too. Wow. Boy, oh boy. Trudeau should probably have a press conference immediately addressing that act of violence, shoveling the streets. Oh, 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 here they are in clip seven. We'll take the audio of this too, guys. Here they are. So there's this thing now. The Canadian police have been confiscating gas from the truckers. They've been confiscating gas cans. And so whenever they would see a gas can, they would confiscate it. So the Freedom Convoy started filling gas cans with water. And then all of a sudden, there were just thousands, tens of thousands of gas cans. They call them jerry cans. So now they've just basically confused the police by having so many gas cans around, some filled with water, some filled with nothing, some filled with gas, just to, just to uh, you know, fight back against the police trying to keep them from having their cars on. So it's like, oh, Trudeau, the Canadian officials say, oh, we're afraid that the kids that are living in the cars, we're afraid that they're not in good conditions. So we're going to take the gas so that they can't heat the cars. And they'll freeze because we love them. So anyway, so now the jerry can or the gas can has become an image, an item of the Freedom Convoy. So here they are with all of their jerry cans, gas cans, making music in the streets. How dare they? Look at this. Oh, my gosh. Banging gas cans together. These Freedom Convoy Activists are out of control. They're out of control. Confusing the cops by having all these illegal gas cans to try to heat their cars so that their kids don't freeze to death. I mean, this is just, this is the sights and sounds of pure evil, folks. That's that's what evil looks like, is a bunch of guys standing in the road with gas cans just trying to keep their family from freezing to death in the cold. It's totally evil, according to Trudeau. So they're confiscating their food. They're confiscating their gas cans. Now they're confiscating their firewood. It's obviously freezing out there in Canada. So there's fires to keep them warm. Kind of like when the Canadian government turned off the, they have this torch. I forget what it's called, but it's in the middle of the Capitol Square there in Ottawa. It's not that big, but it's enough to provide a little bit of heat. If people stand around it, you want to get a little bit of relief from the bitter cold, you'd go stand by this torch that they have. They've turned that off. They're so concerned for the kids as they're trying to freeze them to death and starve them out. Now the cops are confiscating firewood. So we're going to roll clip eight here, guys. Let's roll clip eight of the video of the cops confiscating the firewood. And then just right after that, roll clip nine, the individual uh, talking about what he just witnessed. Taking firewood so people can't stay warm and cook food. That's what it was used for. To keep people warm and to cook food. So, so. Yeah, and then listen to this guy talking about what he just witnessed. Well, we were here having uh, uh, our legal right to have a fire um, because of the weather so that we don't freeze and so that we can cook food, um, which is legal. Um, and, uh, Not anymore, bigot! And, uh, a whole swarm of us were, uh, were there and uh, 
we got some native folks with us uh, that were having a uh, sacred fire um, and the cops came in they uh, sprayed them until uh, they were out and then they took the bins and then they took the wood as well a couple of cord of wood that we had sitting up here we managed to throw some of the wood up on the trailer and uh, but it was too late they, they we couldn't get the rest of it and so they stole our wood stole our, our fire bins and uh, you know and they left and that's it it's just so evil it's just i mean can you imagine but oh oh see you can go be homeless in these major metropolitan areas you can go be homeless and you can have fires and, and do drugs and do whatever the hell you want and get free money. A lot of times their fires end up burning infrastructure and doing property damage. But, but hey, if you're homeless, have a fire, do whatever you got to do to eat and keep yourself warm, and, that, and that's fine. But if you're the freedom convoy, no fire for you, no food for you, nothing for you. You get all your food, all your fire, all of your gas cans taken away by the good guys. They're the good guys that are doing it, they tell you. Because they love you. The Freedom Convoy has expanded now to the Ottawa airport. Uh, guys, if you want to roll this, we'll, we'll play some of the sound. You can hear them honking. Here, here's the Freedom Convoy at the Ottawa airport. And so, yes, apparently they're driving around the loop of the Ottawa airport and just honking the horns. The honking will continue until freedom is restored. It's that simple. So, yeah, the people that are in the Freedom Convoy that are freezing every night, probably hungry all the time, just just trying to keep the mood high, trying to keep their family warm and fed and coming together to to do that. Yeah, they're they're putting they're putting their lives on the line. Yeah, they're risking a lot. Yeah, they're going through a lot of discomfort to try to save freedom in Canada. Absolutely. And so. When you see these people complaining in, in the most ironic of fashions, how dare they disrupt our daily, our daily lives? How dare they? How can they do this? No, you disrupted their daily lives. You did this. It's the, most, it's, it's the classic move of the modern-day liberal is to do something to you and then play the victim like they're, like, like they're the victims of what they've done to you. So no, it's the it's the left, it's the globalists, it's the fascists, it's the communists, it's the new world order locking you down, making you take a medical procedure, making you wear a face muzzle, closing your business, telling you you're not essential. And so you say, hey, I've had enough of this. I want to be free. I'm going to my capital and hawking the horn with the rest of us that want to be free. And they say, how dare you disrupt our daily lives when the whole reason they're out there is because you've disrupted our daily lives. This is the clown world. And the liberals are the clowns. Oh, but yes, liberals are begging the government not to release the, the restrictions because it could cause them anxiety. You live in a constant state of anxiety. You have a mental disorder called liberalism. Something very rare is going on. And it ends in just three days as of the time I'm taping this announcement on Thursday afternoon. Coming up this Monday, the biggest sale in four years of high-quality storable foods at preparewithalex.com will end. 
That's 25% off already the lowest prices you're going to find on high-quality, storable food at InfoWarsStore.com. Again, you can go to PrepareWithAlex.com or InfoWarsStore.com, and it takes you to the same place. 50% off as well on super high-quality products like X3, the Deep Earth Crystal Iodine. That sale is going on as well. It doesn't end on Monday. It'll end in a few weeks when we're almost sold out of the product. Everybody needs to have storable food to be prepared, so become self-sufficient now with the best high-quality food at the lowest prices at InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWars.com forward slash show. The American way of life is under attack. This is the War Room. Share this message right now at band.video. Here's some of the sites from New Zealand where there are anti-medical fascism, medical tyranny demonstrations happening as well. We've got shock footage coming out of there. We're going to be covering that coming up. A little bit more out of Canada, a little bit of news here in the U.S. as well. But ladies and gentlemen, Biden had to give a speech today. We'll play it later. Basically admitting that inflation is here and probably here to stay. And the supply chain crisis isn't going anywhere either. And, of course, that's what we knew would happen. That's what happens when you shut down economies and shut down supply chains. Pretty inevitable situation where you're going to have empty shelves. You're going to have a supply chain crisis. You're going to have food prices going up. You're going to have inflation. You're seeing all of it. So perhaps the safest hedge against that is Emergency food supplies, which hopefully you never need. I've got, I've got storable food. I hope I never need it. I hope I never use it. But boy, oh boy, if the time comes when I do, I'll sure be glad I have it. And that's why we're offering 25% off all storable foods right now at InfoWarsStore.com. But it's the last days to get this. Final days for 25% off all storable foods at InfoWarsStore.com. So the two-year supplies down to the two-week supplies, everything in between, the separate uh, buckets that we have, like protein kits, breakfast kits, coffee kits, everything else. It's all organic, highest quality, and right now the best price. It's already the best price. We already have seeked out to have the nexus of highest quality and best price. But it's even better right now offering 25% off. You're not going to see these prices on storable foods anywhere in the near future or maybe even ever ever again so take advantage of 25 percent off right now at infowarsstore.com final final days final hours of this great special to get you prepared to feed your family and your friends and your neighbors in case of an emergency all right let's go once more here to ottawa fox news is out there sarah carter and the and and you see this all the time the the freedom convoy singing oh canada but uh, this is a nice scene as the fox news cameras were rolling of the freedom convoy demonstrators singing the canadian national anthem
Beautiful. And, you know, you may hear something similar if you're in one of the Democrat D.C. gulags that are holding their political prisoners where they sing the national anthem every night. Sounds something like that. Our thoughts and prayers are with all these great people who are suffering because they put it all on the line for something bigger than them for the sake of good. All those people in Canada, all those people in the Freedom Convoy that have traveled across the entire continent. All those people that are rotting in jail cells right now simply because they wanted to make their voice heard on January 6th. All of you people, we pray for you. We salute you. We support you. We love you. We have not forgotten about you. We won't forget about you. And, And we just ask that God fills your spirit, fills your soul so that you can see this thing through. Because I know it's difficult. I know it's not going to get any easier. But thank God for them. Now, they're standing up in New Zealand as well. And the police are getting out of control there. Here's just a quick clip. And uh, guys, is this the one... um, There was one where there was like this woman, I I don't know if she was stripped naked, or is is it censored? Okay. Well, I just wanted to make sure there's no nudity, but I, I don't know if it's the, the police just like ravaged this woman of her clothes and she gets stripped naked or if she was there naked I, or she's a nudist. I don't know what the deal is. What is it, guys? Okay, right. Yeah, they're just telling you, hey, don't worry. It's, there's no nudity in the image. But anyway, so here's some of the scenes of the police getting out of control because uh, there's another freedom convoy in New Zealand. Take a look at this. Just mobbing people. Just, I mean, just beating this woman. I mean, literally beating her senseless. She's naked. I don't know what I don't know what that's about. We got it on camera. Here, yeah, like guys, let's start it over because the guy's commentary is pretty good. Let's let's play it with audio. Oh. Hi, hi. Oh. Yeah, we got it on camera. We got it on camera. We got it on camera. Look at that, naked on the ground. Keep the line. This is going all over the world. I mean, what are they going to do next? Take her, take her to the back alley and rape her? I mean, seriously, what, what's the difference at this point? I mean, that's where this goes next. I mean, this is a criminal gang. And see, the government, see, we've, we've had a social contract with the government and this is a, a Western style of governance, but, but it's an ancient social contract. Hey, hey, no violence. Violence begets violence. So, hey, no violence done to me, no violence done to you. So, hey, we'll give the government a monopoly on violence, but you're not going to commit violence against us illegally. You're not going to commit violence against us unjustly. It's not going to happen. But see, now there's no recourse. Now the government, now the police, now they can commit violence against you. And unless you're a black man in America that gets brutalized by a police officer, you have no recourse. So all these people getting brutalized in New Zealand, I mean, seriously, because at this point, the police have just decided they're on the side of evil. I mean, if you're taking a naked woman at a protest and slamming her into the ground and kneeing her in the face and elbowing her face into the ground, giving her the old George Floyd, and, and, and I mean, nothing's going to be done to you. Nobody's allowed to fight back against you. That's not happening yet. 
So you just ripped this woman out, beat her senselessly. By the way, there's other footage of them. It's men, it's women, it's children. This is just one isolated uh, incident of many here. But no, you're, you're the police in this case. You've decided. You are the bad guy. You've decided consciously. You're on the side of the bad. You're on the side of evil. You like doing this to people. So you realize at the next level, I mean, it's not a secret like what corrupt police officers do. I mean, you realize at the next level, I mean, they'll just take that naked woman to a back alley and rape her and throw her in a jail cell. And she'll have no recourse. No judge will believe her. No police officers will believe her. It'll be their testimony against hers. They'll, they'll tell her she's a drug addict or something. Or, you know, she's mentally disabled because she wants to be free and stood with the Freedom Convoy. So, I mean, that's where this goes next. The, these police officers are, are, are now deciding to be bad people. And it's sad. It's sad that we wanted to support the police. And, I mean, you're not getting it really in America. We've got our own problems with police here. It's different in uh, Canada and in New Zealand and Australia right now. But you understand at this level of the psychological will to dominate somebody and then the ability to do it and get away with it when it's all on camera and people are watching, you realize where it goes next, right? I mean, we all know the trend of criminality. We all know the trend of corruption. So you think it's bad? New Zealand police dragging a naked woman out and, and beating her on the streets. If they get away with that, next they're going to rape her, folks. So, so that's where this goes. The COVID-19 face diaper is a symbol of subservience, a symbol of slavery, a symbol of the chains that the medical tyranny combine controlled by the global private corporations has put in place. It is the symbol of the permanent emergency from which we will never emerge. It is the symbol that we are diseased and evil and bad and must cover our diseased criminal faces from the light of the sun. It is the symbol of our complete and total, absolute surrender to evil. Ladies and gentlemen, we are crossing the Rubicon now. The entire future destiny of humanity is upon us. Klaus Schwab and the UN admit they're coming out with implantable microchips as part of the world ID and carbon taxes. Things only get worse from here if we submit. They only get better if we resist and say no. Non-compliance, non-compliance, non-compliance. Experience the next level in high-powered energy nootropics with our latest BrainForce offering, BrainForce Ultra. Now it is easier than ever to take in the new liquid form with eight beneficial super ingredients. BrainForce Ultra is the result of years of enhanced formulation. Free of toxic additives, each ingredient is specifically selected for its many key properties. Some of the proprietary super ingredients behind BrainForce Ultra include guarana seed, which is loaded with energy compounds, and antioxidants that have been used by Amazonian tribes for centuries. Alpha GPC, a natural compound found in the brain that delivers an essential nutrient, choline. And ginkgo leaf, which is also known for its exceptional antioxidant content. This product is more than twice the servings of our Brain Force Plus as well, so you know it's packed full of the good stuff. Destroy that brain fog today and secure your bottle of Brain Force Ultra before it is completely sold out at InfoWarsStore.com. Infowars.com forward slash show. So we've watched the Freedom Convoy inspire people all around the planet to stand up for freedom, stand up for their rights against the Great Reset, against 
the medical tyranny and fascism. And by the way, I'm uh, talking to some people in California monitoring this. I mentioned it earlier this week. Shut down the Super Bowl medical freedom protest. Uh, The latest news I can give you is that there is momentum building to have some form of a convoy or protest or rally outside of the Super Bowl. They're running into um, some problems, which would be obvious. The security state at the Super Bowl, folks, is unreal. Unreal. Now, I know people that have covered Super Bowls for years. I've talked to them. I know people that have gone to Super Bowl for years. I've talked to them. Post 9-11, everybody knows this is not a secret. Post 9-11, security at Super Bowls has just gotten more and more like a police state, a security state. It's ridiculous. Now, I've only been to one Super Bowl, not as a fan, uh, but I went there as a journalist when it was in Houston a few years ago. I did some coverage here for InfoWars. And if you didn't have a ticket or a pass, you really couldn't even get within a mile of the stadium. And I don't know if this is how they do it everywhere as far as like some of the events surrounding the event, but like the there was like a whole separate center for events for the public to go to. And then, like, miles away was the venue for the actual game. And and if you tried to go anywhere near the stadium, you couldn't unless you had a ticket. I mean, like, miles of security. So I know that down there in Los Angeles, they got a similar setup. So it's kind of a, harder, it's kind of a hard thing to even really do when they've got basically the whole area of Inglewood locked down. But they are trying to do some sort of convoy or, or freedom rally surrounding the Super Bowl. And then also they're deciding what time or when or how they want to launch because there's other convoys that are getting started that want to coordinate but all want to end up in D.C. at some point in March or April. So that's the latest that I can just tell you from me talking to other reporters and other journalists and people that are on the ground uh, with the Super Bowl convoy or with the Freedom Convoy U.S. That's where all of that stands. Now, there's been a lot of political activism happening at the school board level. Uh, Loudoun County, one of the examples. We've got another clip from Loudoun County coming up. But first, this was in New York. This is just ridiculous. Again, when when you're this police officer, you've decided you're the bad guy. You've decided that. You Nobody made you decide that. You had a choice to either treat this gentleman like a criminal and you behave like a thug or do nothing because one guy doesn't want to wear a mask at a school board meeting in New York. The one brave man in the room doesn't wear the mask. And so security comes and harasses and beats him and hauls him off. Here it is in clip three. Talk about the Chinese New Year. Look at Oh, they found him. Look at They found him. We're in America. Oh, time to look at this. Look at this. Look. What are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? Rips his jacket off, drags him by a coat, drags him in the chair. By the way, it's not even a real police officer. Some punk ass security guy. Holy crap. That's assault. That is assault. Uh, Oh my God. Oh the my children? God! Doing that to the children too? Holy sh! What the f- are you doing? What are you doing? Officer, do something about that. That's you know what? We we can call a 
You just now, see, everybody in the crowd should be taking their mask off right now. That's the problem. And so I'm not mad at that crowd of people because I understand we haven't crossed the threshold of, of the I am Spartacus moment yet. We haven't really realized our power in that yet. And so we're still kind of, most people are still kind of standing by and letting other people be the example and letting other, other people take the fall like you see there. Now, I, I want to explain something here. And, and to me, this is, this is one of the big lessons or themes that I take away from the story of Jesus Christ on the cross is he, he had to do that as an example. But, but I, I don't want to turn this into a, a biblical or religious thing. I'm trying to make an example here where I'm, I, I'm not happy that this security guard is acting like a thug. I'm not happy that I get treated, I get treated uh, like dirt when I get kicked out of city councils and, and meetings and, and get arrested. I do that as an example. I was at the San Antonio City Council probably about a year ago, sometime in 2020. I think it was the summer of 2020, so maybe two years ago. And I'm in there, and I'm not wearing a mask, and I'm set to speak. And so I get up to start speaking, and the whole thing was just a clown show anyway. And so I get up to start speaking, and then the, the police come, and, and they do the same thing to me that they did to that guy. And they drag me out by my coat. Now, that was actually police. But see, think about the ridiculousness where... They claim to be afraid of a virus, so they wear their face masks, but then they come, hand, they come and put their hands on you and manhandle you and bear hug you, even though they claim that they're trying to stop a virus from spreading, and then they come manhandle you out of the room. So, so I've been there. I know what it's like. So part of me, you know, I don't like seeing thugs. I don't like seeing evil tyrants. I don't like dealing with these scumbags. However, that's the dichotomy of, trying to win this war for freedom. That's why I say, good, be more thuggish, have more mandates, have more demands, keep arresting people, keep brutalizing people. Yeah, go beat a naked woman in New Zealand because she's not wearing a mask and she wants freedom. Go steal the gas and the firewood and the food from the freedom convoy. Go drag that innocent man out of a school board meeting. Go arrest that parent at a school board meeting. Go refer to parents as terrorists. Keep doing it. Keep doing it because that's what it's going to take for us to have the I am Spartacus moment. What is the I am Spartacus moment? Well, when that gentleman is getting removed from the school board because he doesn't have a mask, that's when everybody should stand up, take their masks off, and get in that guy's face and say, hey, you want to deal with him? You're going to come through me. And guess what? That punk-ass bitch security guard is going to crap his pants and, and have crap running down his legs as he exits the building like the pussy he is. He only does that because he knows no one else is going to stand up. That's the problem with these deranged leftists that have power is they know that they have the entire establishment behind them, so they're not afraid. They know that people aren't going to stand up and actually push back against them. So that guy says, hey, I'm going to toss this guy out on his ass. I'm going to rip his jacket off. I'm going to be a tough guy. And these people are going to do nothing about it because I'm a thug. And I'm on the side of COVID tyranny. So, yeah, I'm going to beat his ass right here in front of all these people and they'll do nothing. So, so we're not at that moment yet. But I'm telling you, a, a day will come. If this, does, if this continues, the day will come when you'll have a situation like that kind of like the video that uh, 
I don't remember the video. We've got some of the crew from the Alex Jones show on here, but they played a, a, another school board meeting. Do you guys know where that was, where the guy was complaining about the face masks and how his daughter, a special needs student, it's okay if we, if we can't pull it in, but do you guys know where that was? Point is, it was Los Angeles, guys, was it? The point is, it's a parent talking about how the mask has, like, devastated his little daughter. It was in Illinois. Yeah, here it is right here, how, how the mask has destroyed and devastated his young daughter that has a disability and, and struggles to communicate. And so reading lips and talking is one of, uh, one of the things that she uses to communicate, and she can't do it now. And now she's getting bullied and having all these problems. And so he's up there wearing the mask, complaining about the mask. Take off the mask. But so people, people aren't there yet. And I'm not mad. I'm just saying they're not quite there yet, but they're getting close. So unfortunately, more people are going to have to step up and put their head in the noose. More people are going to step up and have their cross to bear. More people are going to have to sacrifice until we reach the Spartacus moment, folks. That's what this is. And you know what? I, I have no qualms talking about that because I've already done it a dozen times. But I'm telling you, there will be a day. Yeah, there's another school board meeting here in Austin where a guy gets removed physically by police for, for standing there without a mask. There will be a day where we have our Spartacus moment and these thugs and these goons and these tyrants won't be able to bully us anymore. Yes, it's, it's the dancing man on the hill phenomenon. Only one man dancing in the beginning looks to be a fool until another man joins him. And then they both look like fools. And then the third man, and then the fourth man, and then the fifth, and the sixth, and the seventh, and the tenth, and the twentieth, and the fiftieth, and the one hundredth, until all of a sudden everyone is that man. And so when will we have our I am Spartacus moment? Or will the tyrants and the Democrats and the medical fascists, will they back off before we have that moment? Because they clearly sense it's coming, folks. That's why they're backing off. They clearly sense the I am Spartacus moment is near. Something very rare is going on, and it ends in just three days as of the time I'm taping this announcement on Thursday afternoon. Coming up this Monday, the biggest sale in four years of high-quality, storable foods at preparewithalex.com will end. That's 25% off already the lowest prices you're going to find on high-quality, storable food at infowarstore.com. Again... You can go to preparewithalex.com or infowarstore.com and it takes you to the same place. 50% off as well on super high quality products like X3, the Deep Earth Crystal Iodine. That sale is going on as well. It doesn't end on Monday. It'll end in a few weeks when we're almost sold out of the product. Everybody needs to have storable food to be prepared. So become self-sufficient now with the best high-quality food at the lowest prices at InfoWarsStore.com. The fight for the future is now. This is The War Room with Owen Schroyer. Watch the live stream at band.video. So Virginia parents have been pushing back against mask mandates and all the other Democrat mandates and tyranny that they've been dealing with, and they won... The governor's race, Republicans beat the Democrats, got them out of there. Just the people won to get the Democrat tyrant out of there. And the mayor, or excuse me, the governor got in and said mask mandates are illegal. 
vaccine mandates are illegal, passports are illegal. And then local Democrats said, well, we're just going to do it anyway. So even though it's illegal to make kids wear a mask in the state of Virginia, the Democrats are still doing it. And so one of the parents was on Fox News with Charles Payne uh, explaining what it is they're going through here in clip 12. Are you starting to feel, particularly seeing a lot of these Democratic states uh, drop the mask mandates, some vindication that maybe victory is within sight? Uh, I surely hope so, Charles. Uh, thanks for having me on. At this point, it's just complete theater um, on their side. Um, honestly, all we see is politics. It seems like a game. And the pawns that they're using are children, and it's time to stop. Why do you think that is? Today, uh, White House uh, Press Secretary Saki said, uh, Jen Saki said, teachers and students should still wear masks even if the state drops the requirement. Mm -hmm. The same masks that Rochelle Walensky previously said, cloth that the majority of these children and teachers, by the way, are wearing does nothing. So why? Why or would we continue to put something on our face, prohibit learning, and emotionally damage these children just for the sake of some adults that are scared and need to be the ones, then fine. If you'd like to continue to mask, you can do that. And if you're really that scared, then I encourage you to take a leave of absence and get some serious help and feel better about life in general. It's, it's really a sad, honestly, more than anything, it's been frustrating, but yeah. it is sad, the yeah. state of a lot of folks in the country right yeah, now. I mean there's so much to unpack there. But see, imagine, I mean, if there was an actual airborne virus going around and, and you thought a mask would stop it, or, or I'll use myself as an example, I mean, you're a realist. You listen to this show. You're, you're a realist. You're a common sense person. You take proper measures if you needed to, no matter what the case is. That's why you buy storable food. That's why you might be hedging your finances or your wealth in gold or Bitcoin or something. It's like, cause, cause you want to be prepared. You want to do the smart thing. So yeah, if there was an airborne virus and I thought maybe I could breathe it in and get sick and a mask would stop it, maybe I'd wear a mask, but that's not the case. And that never was the case. By the way, I mean, I've got even evidence to prove it. I remember when this first came and it was in February of 2020 and we were still kind of like, ah, we're not really sure what's going on. They made the virus in a lab. They released it. It's a great reset. They, they warned us of this. So maybe it's a bad thing. We really don't know. And I remember talking to people on air, having the debate, because I was still flying around at the time, but I didn't want to stop traveling. I didn't want to interrupt my life. I said, maybe I, you know, people said, hey, you should wear a mask at least if you're going to fly. And I still didn't wear the mask, but people said, well, you really, really don't know how bad this virus is, so you might just want to wear a mask if you're going to keep flying. You know, those things are going to be hotbeds for the virus, which they never ended up being anyway. But the point is, we didn't know at the time. And so we were debating, like, should I wear a mask if I fly? Ultimately, I decided no. Never. So. But the point is, yeah, you wouldn't have to be begging us to wear this mask if it was actually reasonable. We would be doing it anyway. It's kind of like when there's a big ice storm in Texas and it's cold and it rains and we don't do anything to the road so they get icy, people close their business. Some people don't go to work. Some people take pre precaution inside of their homes. That's common sense. The government doesn't have to tell you to do that. You know, hey, the roads are safe or excuse me, hey, the roads are unsafe, or hey, a pipe might burst, so let's take some precautions here. We don't need government mandates. That's common sense. The mask is not common sense. It never was. I've got 
more news on the Loudoun County situation coming up where they've now been served affidavits by the students. And we've got the video of it. Students serve affidavits to Loudoun County School Board during public meeting. So again, we're getting close to the I am Spartacus moment. We're not quite there yet. We're not where we need to be as unified patriots and as empowered people, but we're getting close. Leo Zagami joins me in 90 seconds. Zagami has written multiple books documenting how the New World Order would be rolled out. Many of his books have already become prophecy. He continues to write books. He's got a new book that he's just published, Confessions of an Illuminati, Volume 7. And so we'll certainly be talking about that with Leo Zagami. But there is a bunch of news Leo is reporting on at his website, leozagami.com. Here's some of the headlines. The Davos Agenda and the Great Reset were planned in the Roman catacombs. Soros is sabotaging and corrupting conservatives while pretending to attack China. And Ratzinger's superficial apology is not enough for the victims of clergy sexual abuse of children, all at leozagami.com. Leo joins me now. Uh, Leo, you're always doing great work over at your website. Congratulations on your new book. What is the biggest news to Leo Zagami. What is the biggest focus for Leo Zagami today? Well, the the title of my new book is already indicative. uh, From the occult roots of the Great Reset to the populist roots of the Great Reject. So we are in a, rate, uh, in a great phase for everybody, especially for those who want to reject this uh, uh, turn of events that is looking more and more uh, Orwellian by the minute. Uh, I will discuss with you, of course, uh, what's going on, first of all, with Pope Ratzinger, who finally apologized on Tuesday, but it seems like his apology uh, was not really uh, so impressive. In fact, uh, many of the victims have criticized the, super, uh, the superficiality of it and the fact that uh, Ratzinger didn't... Well, quickly, predict- before you get into that, just give a little context to this for people that may not know about what was discovered at the Vatican's, the remains of children, the child abuse. Give a little background into that, at, at how we got to this point to begin with. Yeah, when uh, you cited the, one of the articles uh, just a second ago, you said uh, the, the Pact of the Catacombs. Uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, Rome is a city built uh, on uh, empty, uh, on, on cities. Uh, Rome it's a city on, it's a city built on a city. Yeah, on many cities. And uh, we have also the catacombs where uh, Christians uh, actually started Christianity because Christianity started as an underground cult, a sect that uh, uh, for a few hundred years before before it became actually the religion of the empire was uh, forbidden. Uh, and there is actually a story uh, connected to the Great Reset that brings us uh, directly to the catacombs and uh, to the last moments of that Second Vatican Council that also saw the participation, of course, of uh, a younger Ratzinger. Uh, in that moment, there was uh, a, a guy, a bishop uh, from uh, uh, South America, from Brazil, who uh, 
together with many other bishops and cardinals from South America, went to the catacombs of Domitilla in, uh, in Rome to uh, sign a pact. A pact uh, in, uh, uh, in 13 points, a pact basically uh, that uh, brings us directly to Klaus Schwab, because then the organizer of this pact of the catacombs that will influence uh, the, the church towards uh, progressivism, towards communism, towards uh, that uh, uh, liberal uh, theology that uh, was so popular and is still so popular. Well, which you've, uh, been, in- which you've been warning about for years. Now the Pope says he's for mandates. He's openly communist. He likes open borders. Yeah, yeah. And, and what happens here is very scary because basically this Archbishop uh, Camara who is Bergoglio's mentor, was invited by Klaus Schwab in 1974 in Davos. And that was the moment in which really uh, there was a sudden turn uh, in, in, in the mind of the elite that went from being anti-communist, especially in that moment, because we were still uh, at the height of the Cold War, into supporting a more progressive agenda. Because when you go and check out really the 13 points that uh, are clearly inspired by Karl Marx, uh, you can actually see uh, that uh, what Pope Francis is doing today is inspired by this, uh, that this pact of the catacombs. But also you, there is an important event that happened last year when Klaus Schwab at the Global Shapers, which is a, a think tank that he has created for younger individuals that want to join the elite, he shapes them now, he molds them, just like he did with Justin Trudeau, for example. He brags about it. And he brags about it. But if you go and check this video from last year at the Global Shapers, he himself said that the most important moment of uh, the Davos agenda of the World Economic Forum was his decision to bring this bishop from Brazil, this uh, figure that basically Archbishop Camara, uh, who is Bergoglio's mentor now, he's dead, been, he's been dead for many years, but he influenced very much the church into this uh, progressive direction, into this communist direction. So. He said that at the time when he decided to bring Camara to Davos, even the Swiss authorities were saying to him, this guy is a communist. He was actually a bishop that called himself a communist. So, I mean, it wasn't like a secret that he was leaning towards that direction. But then uh, Klaus Schwab said, I made this very important decision and uh, I didn't regret it. Uh, you know, and he basically brought Camara there and it was uh, the pivotal moment for the World Economic Forum, because from, uh, from that uh, point onwards, uh, they fully embrace uh, the, uh, a communist, uh, socialist kind of direction. But in any way, I think it was more for, for, for Klaus Schwab, like I explained in my latest book, uh, it was like proving himself in front of the Illuminati. You have to understand that Camara that you're showing right now, uh, was simply uh, an exponent uh, of uh, something that has been going on for uh, over 200, 250 years, which is uh, this uh, uh, move by uh, part of the Catholic Church towards communism and eventually destroying uh, Christianity as we know it to reshape it completely. And when Adam Weishaupt founded the Order of the Illuminati, he created a plan. And this plan included what Klaus Schwab is now doing with the Great Reset. 
So I wanted to uh, investigate in my new book all the links with the various lodges of Freemasonry in Germany, Switzerland, Austria, Italy, the Illuminati Order of Adam Weishaupt, the connection with the League of the Just of uh, that saw after the participation of Karl Marx, who wrote, of course, the Communist Manifesto. And, and then the people don't know. But uh, the, the communism is really essential for the Illuminati. And today, for example, Klaus Schwab's son works and has an office in Beijing and is married to a Chinese woman. Uh, there is a direct connection here that people don't know about between Klaus Schwab and the Chinese Communist Party. Officially, though, we have uh, people like George Soros, who is another important member of uh, uh, the Davos elite, who is now uh, moving to criticize uh, uh, Xi Jinping. He did it openly uh, 10, years, uh, 10, sorry, 10 days ago uh, at the Hoover Institution. He did it openly and he, uh, he said that uh, Xi Jinping is uh, dangerous and all this. So we are left a little bit puzzled when we hear George Soros, who basically has uh, Financed out of his own pocket, all these. Well, it seems to me, Leo, because let me let me kind of interject here. You know, people need to understand the Catholic Church has been a power structure on planet Earth for a long, long time. So, so they, there's nothing. The Catholic Church doesn't have to prove its influence or worthiness on the world stage. The World Economic Forum, the Davos Group, George Soros, Klaus Schwab, these are kind of the new elite. These are kind of the new power players. For example, when the first meeting opened up in Davos, the very, very first meeting, the special guest was Otto von Hausburg, of the, uh, the Grand Master of the Order of the Golden Fleece. This is really serious stuff. When you go and study the history of the Illuminati, the links with this Order of the Golden Fleece, what the Order of the Golden Fleece represents, then you start to understand that everything is connected. So it's but not see, but like my point is, we got to go to a break here, but my point is, Soros coming against Xi Jinping to me is like Xi Jinping saying, hey, you know what? Yeah, you've got the Davos Group. You've got your World Economic Forum. I've got China. We've been on the earth for 3,000 years. We're a little more powerful than you, buddy. We'll be right back with Leo Zagami. Sold out for months, X3 is now back in stock. Ladies and gentlemen, just like our information is game-changing, our products are game-changing, and so many people are deficient in iodine. It's not the soil anymore. Most of it in the ocean is contaminated. But when you get high-quality tri-iodine, all three of the healthy types together, it does amazing things for your stamina, your libido, but most importantly, your immune system. So, X3... The only triiodine on the market, highest grade, is now exclusively available again at 50% off at InfoWarsTore.com. If you've not experienced clean, pure iodine, and what it does for your body, it takes about two weeks to kick in on average, you really need to experience X3. Those of you that have tried it and used it, I know you're going to be reordering it, but particularly those that haven't ever tried the product, you need it because it's amazing what it does for your body. It's the good halogen, not the bad halogen, and it funds the info war, a true 360 win. So again, X3, back in stock, 50% off for a limited time. It's time to protect your privacy. It's time to come to grips with the fact that even though you don't have anything to hide, criminals, hackers, corporations, big tech, government are stealing all of your data and creating a map and a database of where you go and what you do. So in the future, under their globalist takeover, they can shut you down. Protecting your privacy, protecting your credit cards, protecting your bank accounts, protecting your photos, protecting everything that's on your phone is paramount. 
That's why everybody should visit InfoWarsStore.com. We're carrying a huge new line of very compliant, made-in-America products that have 100% reviews and are simply incredible. It's a 360 win. Protect your privacy and shop at InfoWars to support the overall InfoWar against the globalists. A true 360 win. Get your Faraday cages at InfoWarsStore.com. Check out the new line. It's amazing. Infowars.com forward slash show. Leo Zagami is with us. A very deep knowledge of the world's power structures. And, you know, I, I've got a lot of people that tune in, and I, I keep things relatively current event-oriented. But every once in a while, I try to explain that the lies that we're dealing with, the corruption and all of it that we're dealing with now has been going on for centuries. It is many of its centuries-old propaganda. And then you have that realization, and you say, wow, how much of the civilization that we have today was based off of elite propaganda, Illuminati propaganda, and illegitimate. Leo Zagami, one of the experts on that, just published his latest book, always a great read. Uh, Many of his past books have become prophecy, Confessions of an Illuminati, Volume 7. And and Leo, we were kind of getting into the world power structure here because I feel like, look, the, the, the... The true Illuminati elite, which at this day and age are pretty much faceless people. We, you know, they're pretty much just, it's like a, it's like a Borg that kind of operates in the shadows. So wealthy with beyond just cash value. I mean, resources, land, water, uh, the power players, the bloodlines, all of it. But now you have some of these new and up and comers like Klaus Schwab. Yeah, he's tied into it. And Bill Gates, whose father has some, some legacy and, uh, you know, George Soros, who worked his way up, I guess, working with Hitler, I guess is his call to fame. And so they're kind of the new power players. And you brought up what appears to be a rift between Soros and Xi Jinping. And, and I'd like kind of for you to further respond to this with the, now that we have time. I see it as China and Xi Jinping saying, OK, look, we get it. You guys are kind of the big world elite influencing things around the planet. Klaus Schwab, World Economic Forum, Davos Group, Soros. But hey. We're China. We're 3,000 years old. We're billions of people strong. We understand what you're doing. We're kind of going to make our own way and make our own decisions over here. But Schwab and Soros are so used to bullying everybody. Now they're mad at Xi Jinping because he's saying, no, China's still more powerful than your World Economic Forum. I uh, personally uh, see it in a slightly different way. I think that George Soros here is uh, constructing his own antagonist. It's not, there's no real antagonism here. They're all in bed together. But because of what is happening now with the fall of Evergrande, the, uh, this uh, big real estate crisis that we have in China, and everything that might occur after that, that of course will involve people like George Soros probably investing and making money in some way, because he has always made money out of crisis. Uh, so I think that, yes, he's criticizing Xi Jinping 
thing. But at the same way, time, uh, I also showed, for example, in my article regarding this topic, that immediately the Chinese press, the official uh, media of the Chinese regime, immediately criticized Soros and called them, uh, go to hell. They literally said, go to hell. But this is a theater because it will make billions of Chinese think, oh, wow, our leaders are real communist leaders. They are fighting these capitalists like George Soros. It's an illusion, I'm afraid. Well, I respect your opinion on it. So I guess I'm falling for the illusion. And so Leo Zagami clearing the fog for me here. But but it, it makes more sense that way because... I guess at the end of the day, Xi Jinping is going to have to play ball with these guys or there's going to eventually be some form of a conflict. Also because uh, we are in front uh, of a uh, almost a nuclear war no? that is unveiling, uh, unfortunately. We had Vladimir Putin literally threatening a third world war and saying, remember, we are a nuclear power. There will be no winners. The other day, he yeah, said... Yeah, what was that? I saw that speech. Where did he deli- Where did he give that speech? Well, he actually was uh, talking with, uh, giving a press conference after the meeting with Macron, and he literally said to Macron, you've been basically harassing me for six hours with all this nonsense. But uh, the the thing is that we are a nuclear power. There will be no winners uh, in this uh, nuclear, if if, if we go to war. Uh, Now, the Western media didn't focus on translating correctly what Vladimir Putin said. Which was strange because, honestly, in in the whole series of events, this was the most saber-rattling Putin had done. I mean, Putin hadn't really been aggressive in his rhetoric. He'd really tried to be neutral or even a calming force. This was the most fiery delivery he's had on the issues. I mean, he said basically, look— if we want Crimea, if, if we want Ukraine, we'll deal with Ukraine. Leave us alone. But let's go back to the, uh, you know, the top of the pyramid, where they all sit together, where a young Vladimir Putin was part of the World Economic Forum, just like Emmanuel Macron was. I mean, in the end, like I said, it's theater. Their intention is to eliminate three quarters of mankind. So either they do it with uh, the vaccine, either they do it with a biological, biological warfare, either they do it with nuclear warfare, which is probably what's going to happen next. So uh, I think that Emmanuel Macron, of course, uh, didn't want to come out of the meeting looking like a failure. But if you actually go and check what uh, even the French or German media said in the days after this meeting, they were very critical about Macron because uh, Putin was very firm. And he said uh, something that we all know for ages, even Albert Einstein discussed the possibility, I mean, of the fact that after a nuclear warfare, what is going to, what, what are we going to be left with? I mean, it's, it's really a, a very scary situation here because we saw that, uh, like I predicted also on Infowars not so long ago, the meeting at the Winter Olympics will put together Russia and China against America. Because now it's about the shift of this new world order. This uh, new world order after the Second World War was an American-centric new world order. Uh, and after, instead, the next moves of China and Russia is going to become a Sino-Russian-centric uh, new world order. So. To do this shift, though, we know that every time there is a shift, there is a global war. 
And uh, that is, uh, of course, uh, what even George Soros in his speech at the Hoover Institution. Now, that's also another thing, you know. He does the speech at the Hoover Institution, which is a conservative uh, institution. We have to understand that in the last few months, Soros, that has already bought, uh, of course, every single leftist on the world Democrat, uh, is now starting to buy the Republican Party. And you're going to see this in the next uh, few months, more and more, because unfortunately, our politicians are on sale. That's the sad truth. And they all have a price. Well, it sounds to me, and let's get into this more on the other side. Uh, we got a break coming up here. So, so it sounds to me, and I, I'll ask you if you think that a, a war is basically inevitable coming out of the Baltic area, or I guess starting up with, with Russia and whoever, whoever they get pit against. And then it's going to, I mean, I, I've been seeing the same thing that you've been seeing. I'm not sure it's inevitable. You might believe so. We'll find out on the other side. But it's clear that Russia and China are being driven into the same, uh, you know, power access and that Western countries are either going to have to accept that or decide to try to maintain the Western influence on the planet of uh, free market, capitalism, freedom of speech and everything else, which... I mean, Russia has kind of brought a little bit of that to their country. Uh, but I think Putin is in a different situation dealing with these globalists now. But uh, we'll get Leo Zagami's opinion on all this on the other side. Is World War Three is war inevitable? Sold out for months. X3 is now back in stock. Ladies and gentlemen, just like our information is game changing, our products are game changing. And so many people are deficient in iodine. It's not the soil anymore. Most of it in the ocean is contaminated, but when you get high-quality triiodine, all three of the healthy types together, it does amazing things for your stamina, your libido, but most importantly, your immune system. So, X3, the only triiodine on the market, highest grade, is now exclusively available again at 50% off at InfoWarsTore.com. If you've not experienced clean, pure iodine, and what it does for your body, it takes about two weeks to kick in on average, really need to experience x3 those of you that have tried it and used it i know you're gonna be reordering it but particularly those that haven't ever tried the product you need it because it's amazing what it does for your body it's the good halogen not the bad halogen and it funds the info war a true 360 win so again x3 back in stock 50 percent off for a limited time the war room infowars.com forward slash show or give me death. This is The War Room with Owen Schroyer. Watch the live stream at band.video. Leo Zagami with me. LeoZagami.com. His new book, Confessions of an Illuminati, Volume 7. And we're talking about the situation ongoing with Russia and Ukraine. But it's a, it's a world situation. It's bigger than Russia. It's bigger than Ukraine. It's a... It's a one-world government situation, and it, I think Russia and Putin want to remain their own country. But Leo Zagami has a different perspective on all of this. So, Leo, I, I'd like to think that we can avoid another war. I'd like to think that we could avoid a potential nuclear war or, or World War III or get involved with another major conflict. I'd like to think we can avoid that. You seem to think, though, it's inevitable, and uh, even Putin doesn't want to involve it, uh, uh, doesn't want to avoid it. Do you think that uh, I'm wrong with that? Do you think that this is an inevitable conflict that's coming up? See, the problem here 
is the military industrial complex you know when you build a nuclear a nuclear arsenal that is now outdated here in the us the nuclear arsenal is outdated is rusty we're talking about uh, weapons that they don't last forever so you need to use them sooner or later and that becomes a problem because then they have to create wars out of thin air. But at the same time here, we have a project which is also uh, outlined in the Georgia Guidestones. We need to eliminate part of humanity because they feel we are too many on this planet. So you see, uh, on one side, of course, we have the interests of the sovereign states. But when it comes down to communism, communism was part, integral part of Russia, and it was never really completely rejected by Russia. And then we have, of course, now the main communist brand, which is uh, the Chinese communist brand uh, that is now the leading uh, form of communism in the world. So we are in front of a world that, of course, is shifting towards socialism slash communism because also of a technical innovation that is happening. George Soros, in that speech we just discussed earlier at the Hoover Institution, talks about the fact that artificial intelligence can be used for control and that some countries can, of course, take advantage of this kind of technology. Oh, and I've got clips. I was gonna, I'm actually going to wait and cover this to next Tuesday, but just to emphasize what you're saying, I've got clips from the World Economic Forum and other events dating back to 2018 where there's this scientist from Israel who says the exact same thing. He says, look, we are going to have the ability in the near future to hack a human being like we hack a human, and he's up there bragging about it. Absolutely. In fact, or, in hack a human book, like they hack a computer, excuse me. In my new book, I don't want to give too much out for my readers, otherwise I will spoil the readers. Uh, but uh, the, the fact is that there is actually a Israeli uh, philosopher involved with Klaus Schwab, in this whole project. So there is actually a project that is ongoing in, uh, in Davos regarding this uh, whole Omega point, because you have to understand that there was a Jesuit called Pierre Teilhard de Carden, which I also discussed in uh, volume 6.66 of my confessions, who described the moment in which we will reach this singularity moment, this omega moment, the alpha and omega. And the omega is represented by the development of artificial intelligence into something all-inclusive. That is it's basically God. And, and, and we, of course, are shocked when we see that this is coming out of a Jesuit. But Pierre Teilhard de Cardin is a major influence on current world events because he is very much liked by Klaus Schwab as well as Pope Francis. And so uh, the World Economic Forum, like I said earlier, is just a, a, an emanation, of course, of the, already the project that was uh, preceding uh, that uh, by a couple of years, uh, the uh, Club of Rome of Aurelio Pecce and another Scottish guy. But then it's also a project that comes out, like I said, out of the Pact of the Catacombs. So it comes literally out of the Vatican. 
And it's Klaus Schwab himself who confirmed it. So, I mean, uh, the, the thing is that we can say that the Pope himself is so much responsible for everything that is going wrong in this world today, because he has a say. That's why he has secret meetings with the Pfizer uh, boss uh, regarding vaccines. And Klaus Schwab has, of course, taken immediately uh, to, to talk about a project that was already ongoing for years, which is the Great Reset. I explain in my book how the Great Reset was born, um, how it picked up from a book that was published over 10 years ago, how basically the interest for this Great Reset led to this project. To be, uh, but in a, in a way, the project was amplified at the start of this pandemic because that was the moment in which that they were all expecting for for resetting everything. And, and, and so there is a, a project that is ongoing and that we can't stop because it leads inevitably to transhumanism. And transhumanism is the moment in which we merge man with machine. That's why, for me, the greater reject is about shaping another society distancing us from the great reset of Klaus Schwab that here you see with Dr. Tedros. Now, people don't know that Dr. Tedros was in Astana, now known as Nur Sultan in 2018, after meeting Pope Francis and taking his marching order. People don't know that, for example, the family of Klaus Schwab has been involved with nuclear. I mean, his family built turbines, uh, turbines that were then used to build the first atomic, uh, because uh, the, the heavy water that actually was uh, built thanks to the turbines in Norway were uh, basically a product of Eichweiss, which was uh, the company of the Klaus Schwab family. So, I mean, Klaus Schwab is not only Klaus Schwab, it's his father, his grandfather, his great-grandfather, who, who basically worked with the, the elite. And the father of Klaus Schwab was awarded company of the year by the Nazis. So, I mean, when you talk about the Fourth Reich, you are basically uh, seeing that it has the same roots. It evolves from the Third Reich. The Third Reich uh, ended with the death of Adolf Hitler officially and is now reborn uh, thanks to all these people. And, of course, we remember Jim Mars. I mean, we remember people who in the past have in some way discussed uh, what uh, the Fourth Reich might be. But the Fourth Reich is something that is really uh, shaping up as the Fourth Industrial Revolution. In fact, he himself, uh, Klaus Schwab, has published a book about this Fourth Industrial Revolution. Nobody, of course, will, will, uh, will think, that, oh, the Fourth Industrial Revolution seems like a nice idea. It's about technology, it's about innovation. But then when you go and study, for example, uh, all the details in my book about what was happening in the lodges in our Austria and in Switzerland, that involved the, 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 the whole background of Klaus Schwab comes from these lodges and from this milieu. Remember that the swastika was actually inspired by a guy called Franz Hartmann, who was one of the directors of the Theosophical Society in Germany and then in Austria had a publication uh, and, and dedicated, of course, to Lucifer. 
And that publication, uh, Hitler was a young Hitler, so that swastika was inspired. And there was also many other figures that inspired Adolf Hitler, which were connected to the occult and to this whole project. So I wanted to uh, publish a book that finally exposed all these people. And I did it in a very much in an acad using academic sources, uh, funds. I mean, I'm like trying to not have a book that can be criticized as being you know, a conspiracy theory. Is that, it's so it's more of a, of a textbook, academic textbook format than, say, some of your previous work. Yes. And then there is another, um, another element to it. It's also a manual because we have to survive the coming years. So I explain exactly how to survive. Well, let's talk about that final segment with Leo Zagami on the other side, because... Here's what I've envisioned, and, and, and they've already kind of done the predictive programming with this, but they basically want to have a situation where if you don't microchip yourself or become a transhuman, you're essentially not even in society. You're, you're like looked down upon and you can't even function. Sold out for months, X3 is now back in stock. Ladies and gentlemen, just like our information is game-changing, our products are game-changing, and so many people are deficient in iodine. It's not the soil anymore. Most of it in the ocean is contaminated, but when you get high-quality triiodine, all three of the healthy types together, it does amazing things for your stamina, your libido, but most importantly, your immune system. So, X3, the only triiodine on the market, highest grade, is now exclusively available again at 50% off at InfoWarsTore.com. If you've not experienced clean, pure iodine, and what it does for your body, it takes about two weeks to kick in on average, you really need to experience X3. Those of you that have tried it and used it, I know you're gonna be reordering it, but particularly those that haven't ever tried the product, you need it because it's amazing what it does for your body. It's the good halogen, not the bad halogen, and it funds the InfoWar, a true 360 win. So again, X3, back in stock, 50% off for a limited time. It's time to show them what a real alpha male looks like with one of our most powerful products ever made, Alpha Power. As you age, your body can lose testosterone over time. With the incredible ingredients in this formula, we can help you beat the test of time and assist in restoring that lost energy and mood that comes with time and age. Alpha Power's incredible ingredients can help you boost your sports performance or enhance your day-to-day -day life with ease while encouraging hormonal balance. Perfect by itself or with super male vitality in the true alpha male path. Alpha Power can help boost performance, help maintain normal testosterone levels, support healthy cholesterol, and more. Let Alpha Power help bring you to the peak of your optimal health. Don't fall short on energy in the fight against tyranny. Show the world what a true alpha male looks like today with Alpha Power. Head to InfoWarsStore.com today. Infowars.com forward slash show. Leo Zagami with us. His website, leozagami.com, just published his latest work. Confessions of an Illuminati, Volume 7. Leo, here's where I see the Illuminati taking us and how much involvement or knowledge of this 
some of the players in the World Economic Forum and Davos Group have that are, you know, just underlings of the Klaus Schwab's of the world who do have legacy connections to, I mean, you can call it the deep state, call it the Illuminati, call it shadow societies. It's, it's, it's elite power players that have been around for decades, centuries, perhaps even millennia, if you really want to get down into it. The way I see it going is there's obviously this push for transhumanism. Maybe they think it's a good thing. Maybe they just want to turn humans into biological slaves or, or uh, you know, bio-robot slaves, whatever. But I don't know if, if you've ever seen the movie Surrogates, uh, but, you know, in the movie Surrogates, people don't even live in their bodies anymore. They live in these fake bodies. And if you don't live in the fake body, you're basically completely ostracized from society. And it's kind of like the vaccine passport or your vaccination status is the, the beginning transitional rollout of this, where you don't take the injection, you don't, you don't function in society, you don't get a job, you don't go to the bar, you don't go to the ball game, whatever. That's just kind of the first wave, kind of the first precedent set, where if you don't do this, whatever the government's telling you to do, then you don't get to function in society. You don't get to have a bank account. You don't get to have uh, anything, really. That, to me, seems where all this plays out. But I guess that's if anybody's even left, if there's a giant nuclear war. Yes, but uh, they actually need uh, to eliminate part of mankind now because they don't feel what they need anymore, uh, all these uh, humans around. They have the robots doing the jobs now. Uh, it's it's like we are transitioning into this uh, new reality. And in the Vatican, there was a very important uh, conference that was organized just uh, this past October uh, by Obama-loving Carol Christ, uh, who is uh, the former wife uh, of the former governor of Florida, uh, who has a very important organization that works hand-in-hand uh, -hand with the Vatican called Job Boy Productions. And uh, she organized in a particular period in which the Vatican was already organizing a meeting regarding artificial intelligence, another meeting uh, all, also based on transhumanism. Because for the Vatican, transhumanism is a very important topic. They have actually had even conference within the Vatican with Hiroshi Shiguru, that uh, very famous uh, uh, scientist who creates robots that look very human. And, uh, and this happened in 2019, they did a conference there called Robot Ethics, Humans, Machines and Health. But the one in October was even more specific because it was totally regarding the transhumanist phase. And so it's strange that in the middle of all this, you know, we have this pandemic and everything else, all these elite, elite members go to Rome Nobody really knows about this event. You can maybe find it Googling, but you have even Reuters at one point said it was fake, then it said it was real. It was known as the Elite Global Leaders Conference. It took place on Saturday, October 23rd, 2021, and the sessions at the Vatican were done specifically at the Teutonic College, which is connected to Germany because we go back to the Fourth Reich. G7 
just like you are showing now Ratzinger, who used to be very much a guy involved with the Fed Reich. Let's not forget his, his younger, no, uh, the, fo- the photos of young Ratzinger dressed up as a Nazi because he, he was brought up in that culture, just like Klaus Schwab was brought up in that uh, culture. So um, they, they didn't re- we didn't really get rid of Nazism. Like no, we, we brought re- them in. We brought them in with Operation Paperclip. Absolutely. We brought them in and we didn't really got rid of the Soviet Union in the sense of communism because the whole thing was just transformed. That's what's so crazy about all of this is we had to deal with the the left screaming. Everyone's a Nazi that I disagree with for the last four years. But then if, if it's like if there were real Nazis implementing policy or promoting policy, it'd be everything that they're promoting and implementing. So that's just part of the clown world we live in. Uh, but but Leo, let, let me let me just take a step back. Or, 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 or think, uh, sorry, Owen. What do you think of dataism? Because uh, it's very important for the guys in Davos. Dataism. Have you ever heard about this? Dataism. Dataism is some, uh, one of the most important things for Professor Klaus Schwab. You can find a chat uh, on an Israeli TV with Yuval Noah Harari, who is uh, uh, this Jewish professor, Israeli intellectual. Dataism is all about data, of course, but it's also about this transformation into this transhumanist reality, which this guy, Arari, pushed in Davos. He went two times in Davos doing conferences in Davos in 2018 and in 2020, talking about the fact, and you can find actually him talking to Schwab, saying, I think people in the end will choose health over privacy. This was one year before uh, the, the pandemic started. And so they knew everything that will happen. They will choose health. And, and they said, you, you know, they will prefer to be monitored 24 hours a day by the Chinese government. And he literally said that by the Chinese government, Google or somebody else. This guy here is the devil incarnate. I mean, this guy here is... Uh, is no, 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 this guy, I, I'm telling you, I was already planning on covering this guy Tuesday with a guest I have coming up on huh. Tuesday. But yeah, I mean, this guy is, it's just unbelievable, but they brag about it. I mean, they brag about how they want to yeah. conquer humanity like it's a good thing. But if you don't want to know more about it, I also talk uh, very extensively about him in my new book. You see, this, Well, that's, that what I wanna, that's where I want to finish up is with your book here. And just to get a little more light with it, Guys, put the cover of his book back up here because the artwork on this is uh, very exquisite. And I, I want to kind of try to understand this here. Guys, Put a, give me it up on the uh, full screen there. It's, it is a very detailed, so you have to understand all the nuances. Of That's it. what I'm I saying. Think- let me try here, though, Leo, and, let, let, and, then, and then fill in the blanks for me here. We've got the okay. uh, guys pull down his uh, name tag there so I can see because there's a significant thing. Uh, that's the Jaguar that was on top of the uh, UN building in New York that I believe they got rid of now. Yes. Uh, yes you've yes. got the background with the with what looks like a microchip that represents how behind everything is going to be the transhumanism. It looks like you've got the eye, uh, the Illuminati symbolism of the eye, the eternal, as like the beating heart of the new world order, and it's perched up on the uh, pharmakia, the 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 Satanism, the pharmakia, big pharma. And then, You're but still uh, mixing a couple of elements. Here, oh yeah, right? yeah. So fill me, fill in the blanks here. Okay, at the center, right there, where you have the number, you have Ariman. 
Ariman is uh, basically a very important demon in the rank of fallen powers, uh, and he was central also to Rudolf Steiner. Then you have also, if you look very carefully behind the, the, the triangle, everything else, there's a, there's a dragon. There is a dragon. Yeah, in, so, in gray there. Okay, I see it. The, yeah. Okay. So both the dragon and Harriman are part of this end times scenario. And he's the destructive spirit, the main adversary in Zoroastrianism. But uh, like I said, he was very important also for Rudolf Steiner. And he's also very important for an organization, a specific organization of the Roman Catholic Church known as the Opus Sanctorum Angelorum. So it's, 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 I know it's very, maybe a bit complex, but when you understand the centrality of Ariman is because Ariman is really the cyber Satan of the future, is incarnating with that artificial intelligence. So the cyber one world religion is built for worshipping Ariman. And we have Henry uh, uh, Kissinger's latest book also with his uh, two buddies from uh, Silicon Valley, The Age of AI and Our Human Future, which is very important and indicative or where they are going. So I also analyze that. And like I said earlier, it's also a manual to survive all this, giving some, some tips, you know, what you should do in the next few years, abandon immediately the cities, uh, where you can go or not go within the United States or other parts of the world in order to survive, but of course, constructing a new society, because we will have to, at one point, the great reject will be forced to reject this society we are living in. We will have to go and If we don't want to, like you said earlier, uh, get uh, to be forced into transhumanism, then we will not be allowed any longer in the cities. And so at that point, what are we going to do? We have to construct our own cities. That's, that's amazing. What... Leo Zagami, I, I love the artwork. It's awesome. Congratulations. You so it was done by Vincenzo Viceversa, who is an artist from Umbria in Italy. A very good artist. Very well done. I'm looking forward to getting my copy. If I, you know, if I, if I got a signed copy somehow magically, I guess that'd be pretty cool, too. I will. I will. I will. Leo Zagami. Always great to hear you, Leo. Leo Zagami, folks, get his new book, Confessions of the Illuminati, Volume 7. God created each and every one of us with free will. But we look at the world system now openly announcing the mark of the beast. Everything that it's attempting to do is built around getting rid of our free will and making us bow down and submit and turn our very bodies, our very productivity, our very genetics, our very future over to them. They want control of procreation. They want control of the relationships between men and women. They want to bring a form of living death to our society and our civilization. All of us were formed and made in God's mind, in God's image, and given free will. And make no mistake, all of you alive today were created by God to be alive in this special time so that you could make the right decision in free will and stand against evil. And then, for eternity, win the great birthright prize of being aligned with God.